right, and we are back right now on, on B-Side Stories. With bikes. bikes back bikes. on the mic. Mike's with bikes. That's perfect. Who's Mike? Uh, I'm your Who host. Who is Mike? I'm one of your hosts. Not Mike. I'm Laura Kewen. I'm Benjamin Mumford-Zisk. We're talking today with Sylvie Fransek and Stephanie Cairns uh, about originally bicycles, but we've actually moved more fully into conversation about the role of e- equality, important uh, representation within within yeah. bicycling. Yeah, and equality. Uh, and, yeah. and equality. Like yeah, all equality. Yeah, dude. Um, no matter what, though, uh, given given the themes that we've been talking about today, I'm actually going to do something that uh, is rather important in bicycling and, and really in all things. And uh, a- as a guy, I'm going to back up now and I'm going to let all the women talk. <laughs> yeah. Bikes. Bikes. Okay. We got some fun questions now. Uh, oh, yes, Ben, is this my cue to do my, my dumb questions, which Sylvie has pointed out are not dumb at all? They're not dumb at all. No questions I, are dumb. I guess we also yes. don't know until you ask them, and then we'll tell you. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Which one has the two wheels and which is the three? Now, um, I truth be told, I'm a... I'm a cyclist. I ride my bike everywhere I go. But um, I kind of thought of some questions that might be asked from the perspective of a woman who doesn't ride a bike and maybe is like, mm. there's some there's some things that are confusing about biking or like, uh, I'm not quite sure about biking. So I'm just going to throw them at you. It's very confusing. Go ahead. <laughs> do you want to yeah. do it volleyball style? And we'll go, mine. Okay. And then we'll hit okay. the question. Okay. Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay, first question. Can I wear a skirt while I cycle? Mine. Yeah, of course. Um, you may run into some problems if it's really long. I have, like, slowly over the years, like, culled all the skirts in my wardrobe that are, like, below knee length. Because you can wear them on a bike, but you just have to, like, pin them up with, like, bulldog clips. And I've got, like, a really good kilt pin. But it gets to be a bit of a hassle after a while. But, yeah, you can totally risk it on a bike. We'll also say you can get a bike that's designed to allow lots of types of fashion. So like the mm. safety bike, which was designed in 1890, was built specifically so women didn't have to lift a leg too high to mount and dismount the bike. Now, the Wellington Wind, I can't help you with, but getting on and off a bike without flashing people, <laughs> you can buy a bike that allows you to step mm. on elegantly. Which is like the classic kind of girl's bike. Yeah, frame. the big swoop. She's, yeah. she's yeah. making a quotation symbol. Yeah. I hope you all see and that. And you can also get things like skirt guards, which go over your back wheel, and that's kind of designed to stop your skirt like blowing into the spokes and getting tangled or getting Ooh. caught under the brakes. That was my follow-up question for Steph. Did your long skirts disappear because you retired them or because they got destroyed in the back wheel of a bicycle? Uh, a couple got destroyed. Yeah. I actually do remember like uh, once I got like a really long skirt tangled in my bike and I had to just like take it off in the middle of the street to like disentangle it. (laughs) I've done that with hoodies as well though that I've tied in my hips. That's when I decided to give up my 90s fashion was because things kept getting caught in my bike wheels. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I caught some big old raver pants in a bike when I was like 17. So it's really just loose fabric on a bicycle. Actually, I, I do find like loose legged pants to be more of a pain than skirts on a bike. Yeah, because yeah. of the whole uh, wheel. And they get caught in the chain, yeah, yeah. and you get, they get sort of all munched up, and then your, like, nice dress pants now have, like, bike grease on the cuffs. So and... you do that, like, pants tucked into the sock 
look. Yeah, or like roll a leg up. There's all those hip. wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, products too to to fix that. You can see those those stylish uh, stylish folks with the the one like jodhpur or whatever it is the the mm. wrapping around their shin. You know they they look really cool. I yeah. gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second question: Will riding my bicycle hurt my downstairs lady bits? Mine. <laughs> oh, as someone who wants to go back to school and study human sexuality, I'm so into this. Totally depends on the saddle. They make so many types of bike saddles, and a lot of bike shops will happily let you take out a saddle and spend a little while testing it without just, like, buying it and putting it on the bike. So, yeah, it might, but they won't all do that. You just have to design buy a saddle that's been specifically designed to fit women's anatomy. Mm. Men, the same thing applies. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, they make... The question they goes make, both ways. Yeah. Specific yeah. saddles to fit people's bodies, and, and you can change general, the angle. Like the squishy ones are not actually that good because they're gonna kind of squish, kind of they they sort of squish you. Uh, sure. Makes sense. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> that. They kind of like yeah, squish up in there, and it's not good. It's actually better to have a slightly harder saddle, um, which supports your sit bones but doesn't put too much pressure on the softer parts. Mm. Yeah, very good. Okay. Question three. Uh, am I going to get chafing? I'll take that one yeah. as well. Um, that's why they make chamois butter. So has <laughs> <laughs> anyone not used that? Sounds like you haven't. I haven't. <laughs> oh, but you just spiked Mexico. How did you live without it? <laughs> Maybe you don't need it. Yeah, no, it's the same way like like boys will get jock itch sometimes. Uh yeah, it depends on the clothing you use and what it's made out of, but sometimes putting a little bit of chamois butter, which is like a, mm. a nice lube on, helps. Also, also like, <laughs> if you're, like, riding to work for, like, 20 minutes, half an hour each day, like, you're not going to get any problems. This is just, like, if you want to, like, ride your bike all day. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. actually a wonderful brand of that uh, called Butter, by the way, which just uh, always makes me giggle. So... <laughs> is that how you giggle? Exactly. Uh, next question follows on from Steph's comment about not riding your bicycle all day necessarily all the time. Is cycling a gateway drug wherein I'll start off cycling to work and the next thing I'll be riding around Lake Taupo? Gosh, I hope so. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you don't get if you don't get put off by like Hmm. There's things you can be put off by. Like, not everyone has to end up being like around the world cyclists or like a racing cyclist. And some people will, you know, people get into different things. But um, definitely for me, it's been a big gateway drug into like bike traveling. For other people, it's like they might do a bit of cycling and find that they love like mountain biking, like off road biking. Some people like like road racing. Um, it might depend on like what your tolerance kind of levels for traffic are as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As with the best gateway drugs, it leads you in a lot of different possible directions, depending on what your pleasure is. And the community that you find in it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, which leads me to another dumb question, but also a good question. Uh, do all cyclists know each other? I know most of them. At least I wave at all of them. I don't know <laughs> if that means I know them. Yeah. Maybe I'll back up. Uh, hmm. I recognize a lot of people by their bikes. Like if I'm going around town... And I see someone's bike chained to a post. I'm like, oh, Dave's there. Or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I kind of recognize everyone's bikes. And then sometimes I'll like meet someone who's like 
riding a bike I've seen around town a lot. I'm like, oh, you're the person with that bike. Wait, did you name that bike Dave? <laughs> no, there was there was a hypothetical person who would be riding that bike. Oh, okay, because sometimes I, I name the bikes, but I don't yeah. know the people on them. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that reminds I want to ask. Was the bike called Mountain Lion, or did you name the bike Mountain Lion, that first bike that you owned? It said Mountain Lion on the side, and I also called it that. That's fitting. <laughs> That's, That's how I name my family pets, too. Uh, next question. Okay, this was touched on by Steph earlier in the episode, but will I get catcalled while I'm biking? Mm. Do you get catcalled anyway? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I feel like the cat calling's pretty... gotten better in recent years. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I got a lot of a lot of shit when I first started riding a bike, but I don't get it so much now, and I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if it's because I'm like I maybe like dressing less feminine these days, or if it's because I ride faster and like more like a dude, or I don't know. I just don't think it's about cycling. I think it's about the people cat calling. Yeah. You know. Like, it's not about how you look on the bike and how you move on the bike. If people will catcall, they'll just catcall. Yeah. yeah. Good point, Sylvie. Uh, okay, here's Points. another question. <laughs> <laughs> Spike, score. Wait, am I supposed to be keeping score? Yeah. yeah. Haven't you been, haven't we're you been telling me? Winning. Uh, we're all winning. Yeah, we're, everybody's winning. It's today. currently a tie. Uh, I haven't said bike in a while. Next question. Next question. Will I fall off my bike and skin my knee? Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, probably at some stage. Yeah. That's okay, though. Knees, <laughs> knees heal. Oh, that sounds scary. Then you'll get heaps of adrenaline, and you're like, ah, I'm going to bike really fast now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not very fun. Like, most bike accidents are not very serious. We've all kind of had them. There's a lot, you know, it's kind of uh, probably said a million times now, but, like, there is more danger to your health by being inactive than there is from riding a bike and getting the odd skin knee or even like a fracture, you know, like that heals. But like by riding a bike and being active, you are doing your body a lot of good. So the broad picture, you know. I will say, though, you can take like cycling skills classes to begin feeling confident. Because I think a lot of bike accidents, at least when I used to teach mountain biking, the thing I always told people was that if you look at the obstacle, like the thing you don't want to hit, you'll hit it. You need to look Mm. at the place you want to be. And a lot of that just comes down to confidence. If you like look ahead and don't think about the consequences as much, maybe this is sounding like a bad life lesson, but I don't think it actually is. I think you'll actually get to that place. If If you slow down to like look at all the things that might hit you, and all the things that could be an issue, I think you end up will you will end up engaging with them. Yeah, and you also you make yourself safer by being like a confident, predictable cyclist on the road. Um, you know, by like riding in a straight line and like not dipping into parking spaces because you're so terrified of the cars. Um, yeah, you can you can make yourself a lot safer through those kind of actions. Cool. Okay. Mm. Uh, let's do one more question. Should we do one more? We should do one are more. We, I mean, do, if you have more than one, these? we can do we can do more. I've got so many more. So many. Okay, more. here's my next question. How long until I have shapely calves? Oh, I have a fun fact that I was just told. Hmm. Wellingtonians have the best calves in all of New Zealand. Do you believe it? Somebody yeah, told probably. Me that. Eh? Yes. <laughs> um, that wasn't what you what? asked. Why? Why? Uh, it's pretty much an instant effect, actually. I think pretty much straight away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Wait, of Wellington maybe or of bicycling? <laughs> <laughs> at 
as soon as you get on the bike, then. As soon yeah. as you enter Wellington City proper. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, what exactly. happened? Actually, I do have a comment about that. Okay, this is a little odd, but I like bikes, in case you didn't know that, and I did a thesis in uni about women and bicycle collectives. So maybe I'm a little bit qualified to talk about this. But I met this amazing woman in the United States who was involved in the cycling scene in Los Angeles, and she told me that she got a lot of body confidence out of cycling, and what happened was she was this, like, she was kind of a shapely Latina woman, and she said that she used to have massive thighs, and she hated them. She'd always, like, you know, thought they they just didn't look sexy. But when she mm. got into cycling, she I said one day she went out and just, like, biked, I don't know, 70K off the bat and got back home and was like, whoa, that's my thigh muscles. Like, this is possible because of my thigh muscles. And since then, mm. she's had this amazing body image just because she knows that, like, the massive thighs that she have means that she has access to so many things and places because she can get on a bike and just, you know, blast out 70K. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool being, like, just strong, feeling so stoked about your body, like, getting you places is, is great. Dang. Yeah. Nice. That is nice. Okay, another question. Uh, will I look cool when I'm riding my bicycle? Because I want to look cool. Well, it depends what you think cool is. Of course you'll look cool. <laughs> Bikes okay, are cool. Okay, this okay. is a modern era. The hipster generation made anything cool. So as long as you think you're yeah. cool, you're well, totally cool. I mean, there is a, there is, there is a bit of an image issue. Like, what if I look a bit dorky, like with my helmet oh. and stuff? And... Okay. I've got some thoughts about this. One, it is the law to have a helmet in New Zealand, so you got to buy a cool helmet. Yes. Two, do you all know about the Need for Tweed cycling event that Bicycle Junction puts on? The whole idea is that anybody can be a cyclist. You don't have to have spandex and mm. spandex on spandex on spandex with, like, yellow-tinted glasses and a helmet that, like, shoots out yeah. behind itself to be a cool-looking cyclist and a good cyclist. Like, anybody, even someone in Tweed can be a cyclist. Mm. And if you think tweed is a cool look, then yeah, you'll be a cool looking cyclist if you put <laughs> yeah. tweed on. I think cut off jeans is a cool mountain biking look with knee high socks that don't match. Mm. Right on. And you, you don't have to wear fluoro if you don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I, I did have a question about that. you do have to wear a helmet. not cool, but it's kind of uncool. I don't get a little uncool. Not, not, your, not your jam? Nah. Nah. But you don't need it, so I don't need it to be safe. What about cars and stuff? Maybe I don't know how much safer, like reflective. Um, I think it's good to have some kind of bright colors or reflective stuff on your bike, and you should definitely always have lights. Um, also, a blonde wig. They did a study in Aussie by sending someone out uh, in a yeah. blonde wig and also someone just in a helmet and someone without a helmet, and the one with the blonde wig on, who was a dude, was given the most space by vehicles passing. Him. That sounds like an anecdote. That doesn't sound like a repeatable study. We could try. <laughs> Until today. Yeah. There's got to be a wig place on Cuba Street. Yeah. We can do this. Mm. Okay. <laughs> With platinum or like a dark blonde or like how'd this work? How wiggy was it like? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Do you think I should I avoid this crazy person in the wig? I knew I should have looked this up in advance. I knew you'd be asking me these questions. <laughs> Just the the wig over the helmet. No helmet, just the wig. Okay. So you can get a wig instead of a helmet if you want to be safe. Maybe cushy, <laughs> cushy wig. We have to edit that out. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. Still, still the law. Put the helmet on and then the wig on top. Put the wig on top of it. That's right. Yes. Okay, the last question. Really last question this time. Um, can I go 
so fast on my bike that my false eyelashes come off. Go. Wait, what kind of uh, eyelash glue do you yeah, use? Yeah, what's the tensile strength here? Yeah, it probably depends on the glue more on the speed. Right. Like real cheap stuff. If your eyelashes blow off in the Wellington wind, then yeah, probably. <laughs> well, they probably, yeah, speaks more about the glue. But you could also get like ski goggles. So I don't think it's about mm. the speed on the bike so much as, yeah, the glue, the the kind of glasses you have on. Mm. As a person who tends to wear his false eyelashes indoors, is this is this a regular problem that they're getting blown off by the wind? or by, I mean, is that... Mm. Well, I mean, I guess I was just picturing myself going really fast on a bike. You can go pretty fast on a bike. Yeah? Yeah, you can go like, I don't know. Yeah, what's the fastest like... you've gone, actually? That's a fun fun question. Oh, Approximately. Oh, we used to do this thing we called Baldy Bomb. Mount Baldy was the name of a mountain that we would bomb down, which just means to like get on a tiny kid's bike <laughs> with a full face helmet and bike as fast as you can downhill. Um, I once got ah. going, I think, 85K. No, what? Yes. Okay, that's insane. <laughs> I don't want to go that fast. Woof. So not, okay, so just to clarify, don't go 85 kilometers and wear a helmet, not a wig. No, it was a full face <laughs> helmet. Mm. <laughs> get pretty fast going down like Brooklyn Hill like it's kind of one of the situations when it's totally okay to just like pull into the middle of the road and you know occupy a whole other space because you're going so fast and it, yeah. oh, it's so fun it's so fun yeah it is so fun now um I uh work in Karori a couple days a week and my bike home uh which is back down into the city is mm. like the funnest ride ever mm. yeah and you just go as fast as the cars and sometimes you have to slow down for the cars yeah Ugh, stupid cars getting in the way. Yeah. You should you should cat call them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, Get go a little faster. Way. Why don't you? We <laughs> got some junk in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's actually that'll be my dumb question. Is it is it appropriate to at a stoplight hold on to someone's roof rack to get going? It's pretty risky. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. We are going down some bad tracks. This is community radio. We can't mm. talk about. Doing now, slightly kids, illegal activities. Kids listening at home, don't hold on to strangers' cars. Called sketching. Yeah. There's a name for that. All right. Sketching. I take it all back. Do it up, kids. All Risks right. include like ripping your arm off if you don't have a good grip. Um, that's really not a good idea. Don't lock your elbow Unless when you're, you're like doing a, it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because no one asks any of these questions at Wenches Night. No. <laughs> Do you think they're afraid to, or they just don't think of them, or uh, they might be dumb questions? B, B no, side stories. B side stories asking the tough questions people are afraid to ask. <laughs> because hard, they're hard hitting journalism. That's right. <laughs> all right. So now that we've uh, we've warmed you all up with a little bit of humor, yeah, we can move on. Let's get back into talking about um, gender equality and safe spaces and and you know heavy heavy subjects that actually should mm. be discussed. And then we'll get back to whether it's possible to light yourself on fire because you're going so fast down a hill. <laughs> be, we'll kind yes. of like back and forth there. Good question, mm. Ben. So, Sylvia, you said that you actually studied this subject essentially in college and or in, in uni, and uh, wrote a wrote a thesis on this very subject. Yes, Ben, I did. Well, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about that? <laughs> ah, NPR voice. <laughs> Okay. What I was most fascinated about was how many women I'd met whose lives had been changed because of getting involved with a collective. 
I think a lot of that is because the vibe of a collective and the whole point kind of fits in well with like the way that female uh, dynamics and like female societies function. Not that many like female only societies exist. In fact, I only know of one in China that's like completely female dominated, but they tend to be mm. quite like balanced and yeah, people non-hierarchical. Make, yeah, yeah, that's so much of it. It's just all about kind of equality among people in the community. And it's about people all having unique skills they can add to it. So, I found that by giving women access to a space like this, like a community building educational space, it allows them to get into like a whole a whole type of of like life they don't usually have access to. So by giving women like tools to hold and making them feel confident with them and by giving them access to a bicycle they know how to maintain by themselves, it's just kind of like expanding and, and eye-opening. And that's mm. that was what was so cool about bikes and the connection to women like back when they began to design bikes specific to women, like I said, in, in like the 1870s, 1880s, because women whose jobs and life had been mostly like based in the home mm. suddenly could get out and do things and like see things they hadn't been able to see and, and meet people. And yeah, it just, it meant they could step outside of what they knew. And yeah, bikes have always been like pretty mm. revolutionary. Yeah. yeah, especially for women. It also totally changed women's clothing style, which I thought was so cool. Like, pantaloons came about because of bicycles. Mm. Yup, I see wow. some... I wish you could all see the faces I see. <laughs> Mouths <laughs> opening. Yeah, I was, um, I was aghast at this fact that I had no idea. Pantaloons yeah. don't get stuck in, in wheels, too? Mm. I think mm. we're talking about, like, sort of knickerbockers that are, like, quite quite full like from the waist down but then they kind of gather in around the knee ah. yeah so keeping away from the chain basically women's clothing hey. had been like mm. flowy and elegant until right. then mm. yeah uh, impractical flowy elegant clothing well it was yeah. meant to be limiting mm. and along with that a lot of what people expected of women was to act in a lot of specific ways so to be to be elegant and to not lift a leg like i'd said and all of this like slow kind of mm. thoughtful like elegant movements yeah, there was a lot gotcha. of pushback against like the new woman with the, this, like dastardly machine. Mm. Mm. She was going so fast. Ooh, actually, Ooh. a piece of that that I love also is that people who didn't want women to have this same kind of like access that men did, uh, they had um, oh, I don't know people in like medical fields come in to say that biking was unsafe because it would it would give women bike smiles. Y'all know what that means? <laughs> bike smiles. Yeah, because it's like no, sexually it stimulation us. because you're like sitting on yeah. a narrow saddle. Yeah, that was wow. exactly it. Yeah, so they got told by physicians they shouldn't bike because this, this thing would happen. They'd get bike smiles and no one mm. wants a, a happy, satisfied woman out on a bike. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I go biking. I, I believe thought... that that's actually like, like, yeah, held to be the case in like some places with very strict like islamic law that that like yeah i think i was reading about this with regards to Aceh province in um indonesia where like local women had like been banned from cycling because it was supposed to be like exciting their sexual urges yeah which is quite sad because it's it's kind of you know it's such a freedom freedom giving thing and so is human mm. sexuality yeah not that that gets stimulated when you're on a bike apart from the fact that it you can Makes angle. you feel good about life in general. So you can't yeah. angle the seat that way, though. 
Mm. Bikesmart.com. Okay. <laughs> community, community radio. Okay, community radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been involved with way too many bike scenes. Yeah, right. Mm. Which one am I talking to now? Um, earlier, we talked a little bit about the difference in mood and difference in vibe uh, between a collective with men and women and a collective with uh, just women. And the idea was broached of teaching men humility and teaching women confidence. Would you like to talk just a little bit more about that? It seems like an interesting idea to explore hmm. some. Hmm. Or yeah. not. We can make more joke stuff. It's well, I mean, Sylvie was making an interesting point in the break about, um, like, if there's a if there's a group for women cyclists, then what about a group for men cyclists or people who push back on that a little bit, saying that it's exclusive? Yeah. Well, yeah. The the like in I remember the first kind of few winches workshops that we held, there was a bit of kind of pushback from like members of the public who, I guess they'd sort of shown up to the tempest expecting it to be open, and then we had to tell them actually tonight is winches and. Because you're a cis guy, you know, you you are a male, born a male, um, and you're not welcome tonight, so please come back another night. And there, there was a lot of, well, there was a little, I'm not going to say a lot, there was a little bit of kind of um, resistance to that idea because it was sort of, people were sort of saying, like, why do you, why should we be excluded from this? Like, um, and it's kind of taken a while, but I think, I think, because at first we were sort of like, oh, we don't want to be exclusive, but, but I think actually we have to kind of, um, you know, we have to actually be strong in saying like, yes, we are deliberately excluding some people from this workshop, and those people are the people who have never been excluded from anything else. Uh, ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is that, but they're also the people who are most of the population there on the other nights of the week, mm -hmm. and there's a very deliberate thing there, and, um, you know forcibly carving out a space for something that doesn't have space in other nights. It's like when you're gardening and you you know you need to clear out some of the agapanthus because agapanthus just takes over everything and it's great and uh hang on a bit. No, that was good. <laughs> I, I was like that. Gardening this that afternoon. Worked. Yeah. Yeah. You have to create space for something else to flower and but once that thing grows into a healthy shrub you can a reintroduce manuka, the agapanthus. Say, then it's strong, and right. it's, the agapanthus is not going to affect it. Right. Dudes being the agapanthus, by the way, for those of you that are not following the, the gardening <laughs> illusion. Yeah, that was, that was solid. Mm. We've been talking about how you can tell, like, the health, I guess, of cycling in a city based on, like, you know, the equal number of men and women you see on bicycles. And I think that's what happens at Tempest is that until the, like, five open shop days have as many women and female identifying people as men, then we still need to have a kind of women LGBTQIA mm. night. And the idea with wenches as well is that hopefully some of the people who sort of will come to the workshop and get really confident working on bikes, they'll then want to join the collective as well and will hopefully want to start running, you know, um, shifts on a regular Mechanical Tempest night. Cool. Yeah. So we've just about run out of time, but I want to make sure that everybody knows as they're listening out there in Radioland, uh, when is the next Wenches Night, first of all? 
Okay, so it's next month. It's the 25th. That's a Saturday, uh, half past five till half past seven at the Newtown Community Center. And as long as it's a nice day, it'll be outside. If it's not a nice day, we'll just do it inside. Uh, you have to come with a bike. We don't have bikes to supply people do the way that Tempest used to. Oh, on that note, Tempest has moved out of the 128 Collective at 128 Abel Smith. Um, it's mm. having a little hiatus until we find a new space, hopefully in Newtown. Cool. Yeah. Well, good luck, and thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, guys. This has been a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it's been fun.